0: Well, happy Wednesday to you guys. We hope this video finds you well uh, wherever you are or whenever you are currently watching it. And I just wanna start off by saying we miss you guys so stinking much. Life is kind of boring with you not being here. And we hate that this semester got cut short like it did, but what can we do? There's situations and circumstances that are beyond our control. And so we're doing the best that we can, but we really do sincerely miss you guys. We wish that you were here with us. But we do hope this video finds you well currently, wherever you're at right now. I don't like this video stuff, but I am thankful for it because it does allow us to still remain somewhat connected with you guys. And I'm thankful again for people like Luke and Sean and Noah that have stepped up their game in so many ways to make this available and make it possible for us to do this, to still connect with you guys. I'm not a fan of it, but I am thankful for it, especially at a time when it seems like our world is starting to collapse and spiral out of control all around us, but we just want to encourage you guys that God remains sovereign even in the midst of all this chaos, so if you're anxious, let his peace guard your heart and your mind. If you're getting scared, fear not. Our God is a refuge. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling isolated like so many of us are right now having to be separated from people that we love, his presence is with you, and he promises to never leave you or forsake you. And ultimately, we want to encourage you with the truth that our God's victory cannot be overtaken by a virus. So even as bad as it seems, the victory that we have in Christ is finished, it is final, and nothing can change that no matter what the situations or circumstances of our world are. So that being said, I wanted to take this opportunity to speak to you about some very practical things. Since this is a unique opportunity for us, it gives us a chance to talk about some things that we might not ordinarily do on a Wednesday night. And so we wanna take advantage of that opportunity and just come to you guys over the next few weeks and speak to you very practically about some things. I've invited my amazing wife uh, to be a part of this for her added perspective and wisdom on some of these subjects. And we also took some input from our life support team as well on these subjects that we're going to be talking to you about to form this little mini-series that we're calling Life Lessons, which we developed off of the question, if we could go back, what would be something that we would change about our college years? So for the next few weeks, what you guys are going to be hearing is a collection of things that we and our leadership would do differently if we were given the chance to go back And do it all over again with the hope that will help you make some changes now so you don't have to sit in these seats like we do and look back at a time in life and say, I wish I would have done some things differently. And so we start tonight with episode one, which is priorities. We all have things that we prioritize. We all have things that we place a premium on, especially in our college years. And these were our priorities that we had while we were in college.
1: So I'm gonna start us off. So my freshman year, I was a cheerleader at UNA. So of course that took up a lot of my time and my energy and a lot of my effort went into that. So my goals, you know, were to work hard during practice, do the best I could performing, and I wanted to be in good shape because we wear midriff uniforms, so that was important. So that took up a lot of my focus my freshman year. And then my freshman and sophomore year, I wanted to make good new friends, a good solid friend group, and so By solid friend group, I don't mean like solid Christian friend group because I wasn't even a Christian then and that never crossed my mind. I just wanted a group that didn't drink and party all the time because I didn't do those things all the time. And so I spent, you know, my freshman year trying to hang out with the cheerleaders and make good friends in classes. And then once cheerleading was taken away my sophomore year, I decided to dip into Greek life and try to make those solid friendships through sorority life. So um that's kind of a a huge priority for me. Mine was like making good friends and having solid friendships. And then, um, good grades have always been a huge priority for me all throughout high school and in college, even more so my junior and senior year, because I was in nursing school. And then ultimately I just wanted to graduate in four years. That was a huge priority for me. Like I didn't want to be a semester behind. I didn't want to have to, you know, spend any more time there than I had to. So that's kind of, where all my focus went as far as what I was prioritizing at those times. So,
0: Yeah, so a lot of you know uh, my story, and you can probably guess uh, what my top priority was during my college years. It was obviously athletics and specific baseball, which I had the opportunity to play uh, for four years while I was at UNA. But it wasn't just that athletics were a priority for me. It was also academics as well. Those were kind of the two top things that, I put a lot of my time and a lot of my effort, a lot of my energy into. But even more so than than academics, it was the athletic side. It was my concentration on baseball and being successful in my time that I had there and hopefully pursuing a career uh, in baseball after college years. And so my life was centered around those things. And I worked really hard to excel at both of them, both on the field and within the classroom. Uh, Being a student athlete is a challenging thing, and it takes a lot of work. And they really push you to to excel in the classroom. And I know athletes sometimes, we kind of get the rap of being the dumb jocks that don't really care about academics, but most of my peers in the athletic department were very, very bright minds. And they put a lot of work and they put a lot of effort into their academia in the classroom. And I was no different, I wanted to excel on the field and in the classroom, but I would spend hours at baseball practice, even when it wasn't required, because it held such a high priority in my life, I'd be at the field uh, hours on end. And we had a a wall out behind center field fence. And when I was there, I had spray painted a a square box on that wall. And this is how much of a high priority baseball was in my life, even when we weren't practicing and nobody else was at the field. So if I couldn't get anybody to go up and, and catch a bullpen or something like that, I would go up to the field, I'd open up the storage shed and I'd get a bucket of balls out and I would go out to that wall and I would throw baseballs in the concrete wall trying to throw them into that white square that I had painted and it's just the kind of dedication that I put in because I wanted to be the best that I could be at it and ultimately that was the top priority in my life I would sacrifice entire summers, Ashley can tell you because we dated off and on through college and I would spend entire summers to go off and play in summer leagues I'd travel across the country uh, to play in these different leagues and I put a lot of time and effort into that thing and, academically i I will say that i didn't put as much into that as i did athletically but it was still a high priority for me there were times that i would spend hours at the lab or at the library working on assignments or studying or doing group projects uh, with my buddy you know i can relate to some of you guys that are that are bookworms you know you 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 go home from class and you work your job that afternoon and then you run by the gas station and you pick up like a two-liter monster if they even have those, I don't know, you got the biggest kind that they had and you took it to the library with you and you pulled an all-nighter, you know, whether it was cramming for an exam or whether it was trying to get a paper done or a project. I was that way too, so I would spend countless hours at the baseball field and then I would spend a decent amount of time studying as well uh, because I wanted to excel in both places. And those really held a, a top priority in my life, you know, these were the things that we chose to prioritize while we were in college, and a lot of you have probably chose to prioritize some of the same things, you know, whether it be athletics or academics, whether it be relationships uh, that you have on campus through Greek life or through other classmates or lab partners, or whether it be you prioritizing, you know, finding and developing a career or focusing on the job that you have right now while you're in college, then we think that's great. You know, we're not trying to discourage any of those things when we chose these things while we were in college as a priority, and they were good things. And a lot of the things that you guys have chosen to prioritize in your life while you're at this stage are good things. And we're not trying to take those things away from you. We're not trying to discourage you excelling on the athletic field, or excelling in the classroom, or excelling at your job, or going out and finding relationships and making friendships. Because as me and Ashley discussed this, you know, we both kind of agreed that we wouldn't necessarily change our priorities if we could go back. And so as we began talking earlier, you know, I told you that these, these next few weeks we're going to talk about lessons learned and how if we had the chance to go back and change some things in our college years, what would it be? Well, when it comes to priorities, we both kind of agreed that we wouldn't necessarily change our priorities because they were good things to prioritize. And so we're not trying to crush the priorities that you set for your life either. Right now, we just want to set this thought in front of you, and I'm going to let Ashley speak more to this. As we get into it, but here's the thought we want to set in front of you. It's not that that we're trying to get you to abandon your priorities. We just want you to consider adjusting your passions behind them.
1: Okay, I gotta add personal touch. So Trey said he used to, um, you know, throw his baseballs into the square. Well. I can remember multiple dates when we went on date night, and he would come and pick me up at my house, and we would go to Central, to the baseball field or the football field, and I would spend the whole time tumbling, like working on tumbling, back handsprings, back tucks for cheerleading, and he would be throwing balls in the fence trying to hit the same spot over and over and over, so we were pretty dedicated (laughs) to those things, clearly they were priority, because we would do that instead of like going to a movie, so Anyways, um, like Trey said, these priorities, they're not bad things, and we're not saying they're bad things, but for me personally, and I think he can agree, like one of the things I said to him in the car when we were talking about it is if I could go back, I'd keep the same priorities, but I really needed to change my heart behind them, like he was talking about the passion, and like Galatians one ten just kept coming to my mind, you know, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And a lot of my motive was people-pleasing and popularity and being well-known. It wasn't trying to please Christ, and so I was more concerned with what those around me thought of me and who they thought I was. And for the friendships and the relationships priority, like I said, I, I wasn't even a Christian my freshman and sophomore year, so Christian friendships that would encourage me and motivate me and lift me up never crossed my mind. And relationships and friendships are not a bad priority to have, but for me at the time, it was just centered around the warning, the popularity. So I would love to say that once I got saved after my sophomore year, then everything changed and all the light bulbs went off and all I did was tell everybody about Jesus all the time and that was my only priority. But it wasn't, you know. Even after I got saved that summer... When I went back to school, I had more of an eternal perspective. I, I did see a lot of my nursing friends and classmates as, okay, are they a Christian or are they not a Christian? Are they going to heaven or are they not? But my primary goal and priority was still not to share Jesus with all of them because I was a brand-new Christian. I didn't know a lot about Scripture. If they asked me a question, I didn't know what to say back to them. So... Um, you know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that your priorities are all straight and you've got it all figured out. Trey was a Christian, like, all throughout college, and so, I mean, we were both in that same place as far as not having our priorities where we wanted them, but overall, you know, I wish I would have just really focused on finding my identity in Christ alone, not in popularity and friendships and being well-known and um, I wish that when I said solid friendships, I, I wish that would have been a goal of friendships that were centered around Christ, friendships that I truly needed, and I wish I would have made it a priority for those relationships um, to go out and look for those that were needing to be introduced to Jesus, and getting out of my comfort zone if I needed to, or you know, being the one to initiate that friendship because they're not just going to always come up to you and start it. And I just really wasn't doing that. So all those I would keep the same. I just changed my heart behind them, and then the, even the good grades that's okay to have. I just wish that it would have been to glorify God because he's given me the ability to study and to prepare and to take the test and to have the knowledge. But instead, it was just, I just wanted to have good grades and make the deans list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of us can relate to this sense, you know, it's it's fine for you to have priorities. It's fine for you to prioritize being the best athlete that you can be. It's fine to prioritize uh, being the best scholar that you can be it's fine to prioritize being the best employee that you can be you know it's fine to prioritize being the best friend that you can be in your relationships to other people and going back i wouldn't necessarily change the fact that i prioritized baseball or that i prioritized academics and i know that sounds kind of strange but that's what we're trying to help you understand is that it's okay to prioritize some of these things just check your passion behind them i could have made baseball a priority But it would have been much better if I would have kept Christ as my passion. Instead, my priority was baseball. My passion was baseball. My priority was academics. My passion was academics. And what we're trying to help you guys realize and see is that you can prioritize, but you can also keep your passions in check as well. So prioritize the things that you want to to excel in. But keep your passion as Christ and Christ alone because that's the only place that you find fulfillment. That's the only place that you find satisfaction. And when you do that, it keeps your perspective in line as well to where you'll do those things, like Ashley said, in a way that brings glory and honor to God. And so I can prioritize baseball, but if I keep Christ as my passion, then I can then use my platform for his glory and to reach my teammates. That's the problem that I have about my priorities when I look back on them. It's not that necessarily they were misguided. It's just that they were misused. I didn't take advantage of the opportunity that I had to reach my teammates like I could have. I didn't take advantage of the opportunity that I had sitting across from my geography lab partner on a weekly basis to be the hands and feet and voice of Christ to him. And that's what we want you guys to not look back with regret on one day to see that you had these priorities and it's not that they were misguided, but that they were misused and you missed opportunities. And we don't want you to sit in these chairs like we are one day and look back because a lot of our Life support people said the same thing, that that they had priorities in these same kind of areas, but they didn't take advantage of the platform. They didn't take advantage of the opportunity that God had given them to make an impact upon the lives of the people that they were touching in those spheres of influence. And so that's what we want to help you guys understand. It's not that we're trying to get you to abandon your priorities. We just want you to consider adjusting your passion behind them. And with that being said, we do want to leave you guys with a few things from Scripture uh, that encourages us to prior- prioritize some certain things. And so we want to leave you guys kind of on that note. And I'm going to throw it back to Ashley for the first one.
1: So the first one, we're going to talk about relationship. And I said single relationship because one specific one is most important. And that's our relationship with God. And if that one is where it needs to be, then the other's will be where they need to be and so you know Deuteronomy 6 5 says love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and when we're doing that and we're seeking him and we're you know wholeheartedly pursuing him then God's going to give us the ability to see the relationships we need to mend we need to you know grow we need to initiate whatever he wants us to do and so we got to keep that main relationship in check first though
0: Yeah, so on top of that, moving from prioritizing relationship, we also need to prioritize, and Scripture places emphasis on prioritizing love. In John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So obviously we see that Jesus places a high priority on love and the way in which we are to exemplify that to the people around us. So we would encourage you guys from scripture to place priority upon love. Uh, reach out and love on the people that God has placed within your life. Whether it be friends, whether it be family members, whether it be a random stranger uh, at work. You know, reach out and love to these people. Jesus says this is how people will know, recognize in other words. How you belong to me, by the way in which you love one another, and by the way in which you love on the world around you. And you guys know that, that if there's one thing our world really needs right now is a big heaping dose of the love of God in such a trying time. So prioritize love and showing that to others.
1: So next... Scripture encourages us to prioritize service. So in Luke 22, 24 through 27, it says, A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I'm among you as one who serves. So Jesus had just washed the feet of his disciples and Jesus was the ultimate servant. And we know that. And we know that service is an huge part of who we are as a Christian it's who we're called to be it's what we're called to do and if we're gonna be like Christ then we have to take that on we have to take on the role of being a servant because that's who he was and um, so scripture encourages us to make this a priority like we should put time energy into serving others whether it's serving you know our friends or serving a stranger or serving someone who's going through a hard time or whatever the case may be service is huge and it's talked about all throughout scripture
0: so the last one that we want to encourage you with is the fact that Scripture really prioritizes being a part of church, being a part of the body of Christ. And Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I know you're probably thinking typical pastor is going to encourage us to come and attend church but it's so much more than that. Church is a vital part of a believer's life. It is the context in which God has chosen to set up and place us within so that we can serve and grow his kingdom. And so scripture places a high priority upon us being a part, an active part of the church. And so we would encourage you guys to prioritize church life, prioritize being a part of worship, which is a difficult thing for college students to do. Uh, You're being pulled in so many different directions. We know that you live busy lifestyles. But we cannot encourage you enough to be a part of church, to be a part of our worship gatherings when we have the opportunity. And, you know, I, hopefully you guys have have realized what a privilege it is to be able to go to a church service now that we're not able to. You know, it's been weeks now since we've been able to have an actual physical gathering. And I don't know about you guys, but it's driving me crazy. Like, I miss my brothers. I miss my sisters. I miss getting to rub shoulders. I get... I miss getting to the, the hug next and to have conversations and to have corporate worship. I mean, to, to be able to sing with the family of God again, I can't wait to have that opportunity to sit around in small groups and talk about the things that God is doing in my life and to hear about the things that God is doing in their life. I, I miss those things. And I really hope that you guys do as well. And so we just encourage you to to make this a priority in your life. And I know it's it's busy and life is hectic. But Scripture highly encourages us to prioritize being a part of the church. So there's you four things to to make a priority. And these are things that you prioritize now, but things that you prioritize also once you move on from your college life. These are things that need to be a priority of your life, even into your adult years as you get married, as you start a family of your own. Prioritize your relationship with God. Prioritize reaching out in love to others. Prioritize serving the people around you. And make church a priority in your life and be there every chance that you have the opportunity as God's word says especially as we see the day drawing near because soon that opportunity will come to a close thank you guys so much for listening we pray this has been a blessing to you I want to pray for you as we finish up tonight and then we hope to see you back here next week as we continue in this life lesson series let's pray God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to sit and gain wisdom and knowledge from it. And, and God, I pray that as it's gone out, it's found fertile soil in our life. And I pray for these college students. God, I pray for our young adults that you would help them to, to prioritize properly. And God, and to keep their passions in the right place as they do so. And, and we can have priorities in our life, God, that, that center around you. But more than that, we want our passion to be upon you. And so God, I pray that you would help us to do that, to focus in on you. And I pray that This is something that would take root in their life now so they don't have to look back one day like me and Ashley, God, and want to make changes, but they can look back and see that they made the necessary changes in the present so they could take advantage, God, of the opportunity that laid in front of them at that time. I pray that you would just continue to keep us all safe, God, as we go through this pandemic. I pray for our nation. I pray for our country and our leaders, God, for all our health care workers, for people that are in retail, God, just so many people that are are still working, that are still grinding and and doing what they can to make life normal and get us back to normalcy, God. So, pray that you would strengthen the weak knees, God. That you'd give us a peace and comfort during such a chaotic time, and that our hope would be unshakable in you, God. That this would be a time of growth and and in faith in our lives, God. And we look forward to seeing how you're going to somehow use this us for your glory, and we look forward to the time where you get to bring us back together, God, physically, so we can worship together. But help us to to be your hands and your feet and your voice. During this time, God, we love you, we praise you, and we ask these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. Hey, this is Trey Mitchell, college and young adult pastor. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. It's our prayer that God uses these messages in a way that challenge and encourage you to live for his glory. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior, we would love to help you with making that decision. Just reach out to us through our webpage at underwoodbaptist.org. Be sure to check back in with us next week as we again encounter God through His Word here at Life.